In this episode, I talk about cats and things surrounding them for a long time, and then I also bid farewell to Mark Lanigan. That's pretty much the episode. I'm your host, Derek Brink, and you are listening to Empty Checking. Hello, Checkmates. It's your old Uncle Derek coming to you on a surprisingly warm evening here in St. Louis, Missouri. We got some snow this week, but it's warmed up nicely. It feels like spring already, even though we're not quite in March. Uh, I have had a very interesting week, and I'll tell you in advance, we're going to spend a lot of this episode in... A little bit of a different format than what you're probably used to. There's not going to be a whole lot of segments. I honestly don't have that much pop culture stuff to talk to you about because I've had, as I said, an interesting week. And I, uh, I'm i going to talk about that because I'm excited. Because, oh, checkmates. Oh, my dear checkmates. I have just the best news to tell you. No, I'm not getting married. That probably, I mean, that wouldn't be a thing that I would just spring on you like that. I would first tell you that I found someone. Uh, no, it's not that. And no, I'm not, uh, a second example that of a good thing. That, uh, <laughs> I, I reached down, guys. I thought that, uh, I thought there was going to be something there. <laughs> I thought I'd come up with, uh, an example that I could talk about, and there was nothing. Um, I'm not getting married. Um, but what, what is happening is that, uh, uh, something really cool happened in the last week. Uh, you, listening to the last show, maybe you even see this coming, um... In the last week, I firmed up plans, and I'm I, I I I put in an application, and the application was approved, and the phone call went well, and I'm gonna be adopting two little kittens, and uh, I can't tell you how big I'm smiling just saying that. I, I'm I'm gonna have a couple little kitty friends here at uh, Casa de Checking. I, I I have to stop calling my house that. That doesn't that that doesn't follow. But I, I yeah, I'm gonna have a couple of a couple of kittens, couple little guys that I've really kind of fallen in love with, and that uh, uh, there's a long story there, and I'm gonna tell you most of it here. They're being fostered through a group here in St. Louis called Tenth Life, that if you're in the St. Louis area and you're looking for a feline companion or two, you should uh, give Tenth Life a the once over. Go to their website. Just Google Tenth Life St. Louis. You'll find them. I don't know the website off of my, the top of my head. I know what I would assume that it is, but every time you assume, you make... Uh, 
an ass out of Ume, which is a mean thing to do to Ume. So, sorry, that was such a shit joke. I'm so sorry, but I, 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 I'm, I'm working to get these little guys through 10th Life, and they have been wonderful. I actually know their foster mom personally. Did I just mispronounce the word foster? I think I, I think I said foster. Uh, I I know their foster mom personally. She's someone that I went to high school with, and really only fairly recently reconnected with through the glories of social media. For all of the bad and evil and ugliness that is out there on social media, every now and again there's a brilliant white light that is beautiful and affirming and wonderful, and that is when you find an old friend and reconnect and and they become a new friend again, and it feels like you didn't miss a whole lot of time, because um, this is in the weeds of what I'm talking about, as you all are used to from me, if you listen to the show. Uh, I, uh, the, the, the woman in question is, is named Kim. I won't give out her last name. I'm sure she doesn't want to be mentioned on this show. Nobody does, not even me. But, uh, Kim is someone that I knew in high school, and she's one of those people who... I graduated high school in the 1990s, and at that point, social media didn't exist, and so when you would graduate high school, there would be, like, a couple of days later where you'd realize, oh man, I'm also not gonna see this person and this person and this person, and I really liked those people, and I should've run up to them after we threw our caps in the air, which, by the way, we did not do at my graduation. Uh, I should have run over to them after we threw our caps in the air and just hugged them and said thank you and said, uh, you probably don't even know how much I liked talking to you, but I really liked talking to you. And it it, it, it would hit you over like the summer after you graduated when you were getting ready to go away to college that, oh, there are these people that really meant a lot to me that I really enjoyed their company and I didn't... I, I I somehow didn't realize that until right now. And uh, in the summer of 1998, I had that realization about my friend Kim. I was like, oh man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get to like sit next to Kim in choir or in music theory and hear the cool stuff that she says anymore. And that's that's a bummer. I like Kim. You know, and that was kind of a realization that sunk in then. And here we are. X amount of years later that I'm not going to say, uh, and uh, Kim pops up in my social media, and it was nice to reconnect with Kim, and it turns out that right as I'm looking for cats, it turns out that Kim works with Tenth Life, and there's, if there's any such thing as fate or uh, predestination, uh, that that feels like one of those moments where you just kind of go, wow, I just reconnected with someone that I really liked, X amount of years ago, and uh, it turns out that they're doing a thing that I'm really into. And by the way, she's also a really good person. She's got her heart in all the right places from everything that I know about her. Um, she's also done a really great job with the kittens that I get to adopt with my boys. With my boys. They're my boys. Uh, she's done such a great job with them and given them such a great start in life. I'm so happy that my boys are never going to know a day where they weren't desperately loved by somebody, because Kim 
has done a great job with these with these kitties and with every cat that has come through her door, as far as I can tell, because I started kind of watching her on social media, you know, watching her, her posts about the kittens that she's fostering and going, wow, that's really cool that she's doing that, and I want a cat, and maybe I should talk to Kim, you know. Just things synced up really well, but I, I just, I've watched her put a few... Uh, a few letters through uh, in and out of her her uh, door, and uh, uh, you can just see the, the love that she has for these animals, and that's so nice to see. Um, and she's done such a great job with my boys. Um, I first saw the picture of these two little guys on Christmas Eve. I think she had them for a little bit longer than that, but the first one that I saw popped up into my feed on Christmas Eve. And I was with my family on Christmas Eve. We're a small family. We've got eight people, including the kids, you know. And uh, so it felt safe to gather this year, even with a, a global pandemic still ongoing. Um, and we were gathered, and I was kind of... It was kind of one of those quiet moments between things. I'm sitting in, in the front room with... Uh, my brother and my eldest niece were in there. Tessa is my eldest niece. They they were both in there, and uh, uh, I was just kind of scrolling, just kind of doom scrolling on my phone. You know how you do, and but I ran across a post that Cam had put out there, and there were these two sweet little kittens kind of gathered around Christmas stuff, and I just went aw, and. Dave and Tessa were like, what? Why all? I said, well, take a look at this. My my friend Kim just posted this. She fosters cats, and she just posted this picture of these two little guys. And uh, my brother was like, oh, they're cute. And my niece Tessa, who was a teenager, and, uh, uh, you know, teenagers are all sick of adults' bullshit, and, like, they all know better than adults'. Although Tessa's a really good kid, she doesn't really put a lot of that out there, but she's a teenager, she knows that adults are full of bullshit, but what she doesn't know yet is that she's full of bullshit too. She'll figure that out in her 20s and then have great relationships with her parents and her uncles and aunts and, and, and grandparents and so on. But, uh, you know, right now she's in the, she's a teenager and she, you know, obviously as a teenager, whatever adults say is like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll humor you, but you know, whatever. She's a little bit better than that. I'm, I'm underselling Tessa, but she's, she's a good kid, but, uh, uh, you know, she's a teenager and whatever you, you can build whatever person you like out of the information I've given you. She, uh, she looked at the photos and, or the, at the photo that I showed her and she said, ah, I don't even like cats, but they're adorable. And and that kind of that warmed my heart a little bit too. That like even even people who don't love cats kind of get it with these little guys. And at that time, I I saw the photo and I just thought those are really sweet looking cats. I I really like those little guys. I uh, I don't think I'm ready to bring cats into my life yet. But those those are sweet little guys, and I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to enjoy watching their story as as Kim keeps posting more photos. And Kim did keep posting more photos. And uh, uh, we went from Christmas through New Year's through Valentine's Day, I guess. We're now in pretty deep into February. Uh, we're almost at the end of February, actually, as I'm recording this. And 
she just kept posting stuff, and I... I remember the photo that she posted that, uh, uh, she posted a photo that at one point I just replied, aw, tell them I love them. And she said, done, you know, and, and kind of was, Kim's been great through this whole process and she's communicated with me so well through this whole process. And, uh, uh, she sent me a, a, a private message, which I'm, now saying publicly on uh facebook messenger and just said hey i don't want to push you but these guys are uh, this is an absolute paraphrase by the way i'm not reading it she just said hey i i don't want to push you but these guys are really sweet and do you think you're anywhere close basically and that same night i replied to her and said i i don't know i've got a lot that i need to get done at the house and i i i i don't know that i'm there you know, I, 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 there's a lot that needs to be done, and I don't know that it'll be done in time to adopt these guys, but, you know, I'll keep you posted. And 24 hours went by, and I then replied back to Kim and said, I, I think I want these guys. I think I want them, with knowing that I had nothing done. Uh, <laughs> I just said, hey, I, I think I do want these little guys. Uh, you know, let's let's move forward and whatnot. And and basically, I'm skipping a little bit ahead here, but basically she said, put in an application with the adoption group with 10th Life. And uh, even though they're not on 10th Life, 10th Life's website yet, that's hard to say, 10th Life's. That's hard to, to make possessive for some reason in my particular mouth. Uh, she said, put in an application and that'll be good. Like even though they're not on the website yet, you're you've got a foot in the door early and that's that's good news for you basically is what she said to me so the next morning i put in my application with 10th life and i uh, got a call from them and i had a really nice conversation with somebody there um uh who's whose name is on the tip of my brain and i'm trying to <laughs> i'm trying to say it uh it is uh, uh da, 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 it's been a minute uh katie Katie at Tenth Life gave me texted me and then gave me a call and we talked about why I wanted these little guys, which uh, the truth of why I want these little guys is that one they're adorable and <laughs> if you look at them they're adorable but uh, also I want the companionship of having pets and I I I, I want to have them around and and know that they're around and know that they're they're there for me. But beyond that, I want to care for some for someone outside of myself, and I want to provide for someone outside of myself. And these little guys, just in every photo that that Kim has posted, I've I've looked at them and I've thought, wow, those guys, those guys are looking right into my soul, like they just know that I'm the one that is going to make them happy and that they need me and that they know that I need them and I I just want those guys. I I just want those guys in my life so badly and I I want to make their lives happy and I want to make their forevers the best forever that they could possibly ask for. And I, I that's that's just that's just that's just been where I've I've been looking at these guys. But Katie at 10th Life and I talked and it was a good conversation. I really enjoyed it and uh, I got word shortly thereafter that my uh, adoption had been 
approved and uh, we were moving forward and basically it was a question of when can you do the uh, signing of the paperwork and when can you take them into your house and I said hey I, I think first weekend of March would be great we actually still as I'm recording this haven't locked down the date and there's a big superstitious part of me that is worried about even recording this and something goes wrong and I end up not getting these little guys uh, I I I can't imagine what that would be, but there's just the superstitious part of me is kind of worried about even doing this. But uh, we we kind of agreed upon a rough timeline, and uh, I've got sort of my final phone, uh, not phone, but uh, uh, like video chat type meeting with uh, somebody at Tenth Life coming up on, I believe, Friday the 4th? And uh, I think the boys will be coming home shortly thereafter. And uh, uh, my understanding is that meeting is just kind of more or less signing the paperwork and paying the fee and all that kind of stuff. So that's 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 sort of what I think is happening on Friday. Um, they could be here as early as Saturday the 5th. I don't know. I mean, whatever works for Kem's schedule. Uh, but... They could be here that early. And I'll I'll tell you, checkmates, just talking about this, I wish that this were on YouTube or something so you could see my face while I talk about this stuff and that you could see that there have been a couple of times where I've been borderline, like, teary just talking about this because I, I just already love these guys so much. And um, I'm so looking forward to this. And I, I just want to be the best cat dad that I can possibly be. By the way, I am going to be referring to myself as a cat dad, and I am going to be incredibly irritating about this. So, uh, get ready for that. <laughs> this show will mostly still be a pop culture show, but every now and again you're going to get an episode like this where I just kind of talk to you about my cats. I just said my cats. I, I can't tell you how good that feels. These little guys, um, I've, I've already said my, my friend Kim has done such a great job with them so far. I cannot sing her praises enough as a, uh, as a foster mom for my little guys. Uh, Kim has been so generous with me throughout this entire process. She's, uh, uh, answered my questions. She's been texting me photos of these little guys, which by the way, before this process started, I didn't have Kim's phone number. She didn't have mine, but we, you know, ended up exchanging and she keeps texting me photos of the guys and, and other things that, that, uh, you know, uh, matter to me. And, uh, uh, she, she's been just wonderful through this whole thing. And, um, I, I know that I've said that I, I keep singing Kim's praises, but she deserves it. She also, not this past weekend, but the one before, uh, I'm talking to you on February 27th. So whatever the weekend was before the one that I'm talking to you on, uh, she invited me to her home, which I, I don't know that that's a regular thing that, uh, foster folks do. That seems... That seems like a potentially dangerous prospect to just invite somebody to your home. But uh, Kim 
did that. She, uh, I thought that was so generous and kind and, and, uh, another word that speaks well of her, uh, that she invited me to her home to meet these, uh, these little kitties, uh, these little guys. You'll notice that I'm not saying their names. That's a little bit of superstition on my part, because I haven't actually signed the adoption paperwork, and I haven't paid the adoption fee yet. So, until I do that, I'm not going to say their names. I will tell you the names that they currently have. I've got names that I'm going to give them. Uh, the names that they currently have are really adorable names that I've thought about keeping, because it's it's really sweet and it's really cute and they're great cat names. But I've I've got a couple in mind that sort of when I saw these guys, I knew in my heart what their their names were going to be. You know, when they came to me. But their their current names they're named after a couple of the guys on the uh, Island of Misfit Toys from the old Christmas uh, production that you all may be familiar with. They are currently named Hermie and Bumble which are great names for cats. Even if you don't know what that's referencing, those are great names for cats. Kim is great at naming at naming kittens. Uh, that is, I, I don't know why someone would be gifted with that, but she has been. <laughs> and uh, I guess the reason you're gifted with, with that is because you are destined to be a foster parent to a bunch of cats. Um She gave them such cute names in Hermie and Bumble, but I've got a couple that I'm going to... I'm going to name them, and uh, I'm keeping those close to the vest for now. I did tell Kim what they're going to be, because I thought that as their foster mom, she gets to, she should get to know what their names are going to be when they come to me. And so she's the only other person in the world right now who knows what those those boys are going to be named when they come into my home. Uh, but she, she invited me over to her place last weekend, and... Uh, I loved that so much. Number one, it was really great to see Kim in person again. I don't know that we have been in the same room together since 1998. Uh, other than, I think we actually both may have attended the same Mark Marin performance in 2019, before the world ended, because uh, we talked about that briefly, and she saw that same, like, at least that same basic show, if not exactly the same audience. We're not sure on that, but like it, that was just kind of an interesting coincidence. But other than that, I don't think we've been in... Uh, and by the way, we certainly didn't bump into each other that night. But other than that, I don't think that we've been in the same room together since 1998. Uh, so it was great to see Kim. That was... She opened the door and I was just like, oh, hey, it's Kim. That's nice, you know. Uh, and I, I hope she felt likewise seeing me, but, uh, very kind of her to invite me over to meet these little guys. And she kind of led me back to the room where they're sort of cloistered, I guess, is a word for it. And I walked in and said, hi guys, you know, and like, I know you from the internet, which I don't think I actually said, but I, that was in my head. Uh, but they, you know being kittens and being, you know, not exposed to a lot of people, they're a little bit fraidy, you know. So they hid uh, immediately upon me getting into the room, and Kim told me to sit cross-legged on the ground, and I did. And they eventually kind of started poking their heads out and looking at me and and investigating me a little bit. And uh, the first one to kind of come up to me was uh, 
the little orange guy. They're orange and gray. They're ginger and gray, just like Daddy. And uh, <laughs> uh, they're uh, they're brothers from the same litter, but they're they're they look very different if you just look at their coats. But when you start looking at their faces and their markings, you can you can tell. But the little orange guy, uh, whose name is Hermie right now, comes over to me and, and just kind of starts sniffing around and, and starts investigating my shoelaces. I was wearing Chuck Taylors. And he starts kind of batting at my shoelaces and nibbling at my shoelaces and playing with my shoelaces. And soon his, his little gray brother, who is currently called Bumble, uh, bumbled over to me and, and joined in and started playing around. And, you know, they were both just kind of going after my shoelaces, which I'm sure Cam was sitting there thinking, you, you're you're going to need to break them of that. And I was sitting there like, not tonight. You know, because <laughs> I was just kind of loving it. Because uh, I was like, oh, uh, I'll look at him play with my shoes. And, you know, and uh, the little orange guy had, uh, like, was just on his back nibbling at my shoelaces and had all four feet in the air just kind of pawing at things. And I was like, see, buddy, that's, I'm, I'm going to have to rub your belly, but I know that's a trap. And Kim, this is another way that you know how good she is with cats. Kim said, actually, when they're real little like this, I kind of try to pat them all over so there's not a lot of no zones. So I, th I think you're safe. I think you can go in for the belly. I was like, I can rub the belly? And I kind of reached down and just started rubbing his belly. I was like, rub the belly, rub the belly, rub the belly. And uh, <laughs> after a little bit, he kind of stopped chewing on my shoelace and looked at me and just sort of pushed my hand with his back feet. He was like, all right, that's enough. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, but... Uh, he let me rub his belly, and I even said to him, you know, you're the first cat that's ever let me rub his belly, buddy, you know, and and the little gray guy came over, and he started playing too, and, and eventually figured out, wait a second, I bet this guy has a second foot with a second set of shoelaces, you know, and, and uh, so they were playing like that, and eventually got one of the sort of cat toys down and started making him chase the cat toy and uh, at, at Kim's recommendation again. She's really been great in kind of guiding me through this so far. Uh, can't say enough about Kim. But uh, the boys kind of were playing with me, and a couple times they'd, you know, jump up on me or, like, at one point, you know, they they were both... They were they both spent a little bit of time in my lap and, and uh, just walking out of there that night. That was before I had officially had my interview with 10th Life. Kim just kind of brought me over sort of on her own time. She's been so generous with that. I spent three hours with those guys and Kim in that room that night and just playing with them and, and getting to know them and, and just falling in love with them. Falling in love with them. I feel like that word came out wrong. Um... And I just walked out of there that night going, I, I I, really hope I get to take you guys home. If I don't, I'm going to be heartbroken, you know. And the next day, I had my interview with 10th Life, and within a, a day or so later, I knew that they had approved it. And it, it was just, I, I, I may have already said this in the podcast, I've been talking nonstop as I do in these things, so I, I apologize if I'm repeating myself, but just my heart grew three sizes when... I heard that it was official. Uh, I think I even texted Kim that, like, hey, I just got word from 10th Life that I get to adopt these boys, and 
uh, now that I'm between bouts of happy crying, I thought I'd just text you to say thank you or something like that. And uh, uh, Kim and I have kept texting each other and she keeps sending me photos and they're all so sweet. And uh, and I know that they're all genuine too because anybody can look, anybody can make a, a, a cat look good in a photo, but like the next second they're a nightmare you know but I spent three hours with the with these guys and they're they're very sweet and I know that she keeps sending me photos that are very sweet but also very true and uh uh it's just been I've 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 spent the last week just falling in love with these little guys I've also spent the the last week uh working very very hard for these little guys and I want to tell you about that too because there's been a lot of money going into this and empty checking is a show where I tell you about the things that are emptying out my checking account therefore the name of the show so uh there's no way to not talk about this because I've spent a lot of money on these little guys over the past week a uh, week and a half, a little bit more than that, whatever. I've spent a ton of money <laughs> getting ready for these little guys, each dime of which has been absolutely worth it. And nickel and penny, whatever. I don't know why I settled on dime. Uh, but it's it's been so worth it. Um, it's, uh, uh, I, I, it's, it's to the point that I actually had to put a note in my phone uh, notes app, which I'm in in and out of my notes app all the time. I'm always jotting things down. Uh, the the note in my notes app was, remember, it's fun buying stuff for the kittens, but you still have to pay the adoption fee. <laughs> like, I just had to remind myself of that. Uh, but it, it'll all be fine, I'm sure, as long as the meeting goes off without a hitch. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm so scared about that, by the way, because they just sent me a, a link that I had to clink uh, clink on? I had to kernel clink on a link. Uh, sorry, they sent me a link that I had to click on, and I clicked on that link and scheduled the meeting, and I got an email confirmation that you scheduled a meeting, and I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit technologically inept, as, uh, some of you may know. Uh, so I, I think probably, like, on the day of the meeting, I'll get a link that says, click here to go to the meeting, and I'll do that. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'm not sure what it means, but uh, it's, it's all very vague that in a way that I'm sure is clear to 10th life who have had to operate this way for the past two years because of the pandemic. But me, the way I've operated in the past two years is I have been in phone contact or text contact with the people that I care about and haven't been doing a lot of video chatting except with people from work in which case we use Google Meet, so I'm not entirely sure how the rest of the world is communicating right now, <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm just needlessly nervous about this meeting coming up, but uh, I, I think it'll go fine. Anyway, I've got a note in my phone reminding me to be ready to pay the adoption fee at that meeting, you know? <laughs> like, that's that's where we are right now. But uh, I've, I've uh, this past week has been... One of those weeks where I've learned a lot about myself, just in how much. Boy, this is this is one of those things that's going to sound really pretentious and really self-aggrandizing to say, but I don't know another way to say it. I've learned about myself how much I'm willing to do for love, when even though I don't know 
what the results of that love are going to be yet, because I have really poured a lot of myself into getting my house ready for these cats in a way that I'm exhausted and I feel beat up by the work that I've been doing. But I know that one day, not too long from now, one or both of those little guys is going to crawl into my lap and is going to purr and is going to fall asleep and it's all going to be worth it and I'm going to wish I could do it all again. Um, I, 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 I feel like sometimes I don't get credit for the capacity that I have for love because there's a lot that I don't take seriously and I make a lot of jokes and I'd rather laugh than take something seriously as a general rule. But uh, uh, there have been a lot of moments in the past week where I've kind of... I feel like... I feel like the world doesn't know it, but we're getting Derek Prime right now, which is uh, a guy who has a whole lot of love to give to something that doesn't care if 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 if, if he gives it or not, uh, which is uh, <laughs> a very Derek thing based on past dating history. Um, but I, I, I've been pouring a lot of energy in the past week and a bit into my little guys, my boys. I, I keep calling them my boys. That's That's kind of what I've landed on calling them. Um, I've got another name I'll be kind of calling them that, uh, uh, will mean something to the people who knows what it means, but we're not there yet, checkmates. I can't tell you even their names yet, but I've, uh, I've spent a ton of time and money in this past week. <laughs> Some of that is just buying the stuff that they need to get to, you know, thrive and survive, basically. Uh, just, you know, the cat food, the litter, the litter boxes, the bowls, the, the, uh, I actually still have to go and buy carriers that occurred to me over this weekend that, oh my god, I don't own a cat carrier, I need a cat carrier, uh, I need to also lock down which vet I'm going to be using, I've had, uh, I've got, I've got a neighbor, uh, who's a good friend who had a cat for 22 years, who just passed away recently, and, uh, when your cat lives to 22, uh, I want to know what vet you had, because that's a damn good vet. And uh, so he told me what vet they used, and I think I'm going to use that vet. Uh, but I need to lock that down. There's there's still stuff up in the air, but I've, 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 I've spent a ton of money on just getting the stuff that I think they, they need, the basics, but also stuff that I think is going to be fun for them. They have two, count them, two cat trees uh, that are going to be in different rooms, but they, they've got two of them. And they've got these little uh, hammocks that they can sit in that were actually my uh, uh, dad's significant other, Susan, uh, which I wish there were another word for what Susan is in my life because she's she's never actually married into the family. She's not my stepmom, but she's that level. Like, she's been in the family for over 20 years. I, you know, coming up on 30, actually, I think. Uh, but it's, you know... She's Susan, <laughs> like right now, but uh, uh, Susan put down the money for the the hammocks that I hope these boys are going to use a lot, and uh, there's there's a couple of cat trees in here, and there's a, a little condo for them to hide in if they need to or want to, uh, or if I say go to your room, they can go into those. 
Uh, <laughs> and there's toys and there's all kinds of stuff in here. Um, so I bought, I, I, I've got all of that. I've got, got all of that stuff and it's, it's kind of around, but there's so much more to it than that because where they are right now at Kim's place, they're in a single room that is just kind of their room. And, uh, that's how a lot of fosters are raised. That's not an unusual thing. If anybody hears that and goes, well, why aren't they out in the, in the whole, you know, space of the building or whatever? relax, it's fine. That's how fosters are often raised. They're kept in a room. Uh, and they've had had their vet visits and stuff like that. They know there's, well, they probably know there's a room, uh, a world beyond that room, but they're basically kept in one room. And uh, so it's being recommended by the foster organization, as happens with many foster organizations, that when you bring them into your home, you start them in a room and keep them in that room for a while and that's their room and their litter boxes are in there and you're bringing them their food and you're spending a ton of time in there with them. Like I, my whole work day is going to be spent in that room with those guys in their first little bit here. But you, you kind of keep them in that room until they get mastery of that room and you 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 see their... They're in control of the room, they're using the litter boxes, they're drinking the water, they're eating the food, they're, they're in control of the room, like it is their room. You, they know that that is their room and they're in control of it. And at that point, you open the door and blow their fucking minds by letting them out into the rest of the house and letting them see how big their world is and how much they get to run around in for, the, their, for their forever and I'm so looking forward to that day because I, I, I think they're going to – I actually think that, like, one of them is going to, like, be really excited and just like, wow, look at all the stuff I get to do. And, like, I'm a little worried that the other one's going to be like, I don't know, man. Fuck, man. I don't know. There's uh, Like, you opened this door and there's all this shit here and I, I there, uh, there's so much beyond what I knew. And, like, what if you open another door – like, do I just see God and then stroke out? Fuck, man. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I'm a little worried one of them might turn into Mark Marin. apparently, I guess, is what I just did there. But uh, I, I, I'm, I'm kidding. I think they'll both be fine and be great and be happy. And I, I think they'll both love being here. But they're starting out in one room. And uh, th- that that sounds nice and that sounds easy and it was absolutely not easy to get it there because the room that they're going into, I live in a house that is a sort of a hand-me-down house to me from my dad. Long story there, but I live in the house where I grew up. Um, and there are a couple of rooms here. One of the rooms is used essentially as my office space, and another room which should be a spare bedroom, has been really just kind of the junk room. Like the room where everything goes that you don't know where it goes. I actually think I talked about this a little bit on the last episode, so I'll be brief and not repeat myself too much. It's just the room where you set stuff that you don't want to throw away, but you don't know where it goes. So that room has been like that for close to 20 years. And it's collected a lot of stuff. 
And I've been cleaning out that room. I started cleaning out that room before I was even totally locked in on, on wanting these guys. Because I knew I was going to need a cat room. I, I just had it in my head. I'm going to build a cat room and put all their stuff in there. And, and that means they're never going to use it, but I'm going to make it. This is before I even knew that they were recommending that you start them in, in one room. It just happens that the way I, I, I love was uh, convenient in this stage. Uh, in this case, I don't know why I said the word stage. Sorry, I've been drinking some Kettle One while I've been, while I've been talking to you tonight. That's not a, sh uh, a uh, surprise to, to friends of the show. Many words didn't come out right in that sentence. Whatever. Stay with me. Uh, but I, I started working on this room, and I started kind of moving stuff out of it. And just getting the room to where everything was out of it took more than a week. And once everything was out of it, then became then came the hard work, because that room was filled with, for some reason, inexplicably red 1970s shag carpeting, which had to come out. And that got ripped out. And there was a uh, brown vinyl, not even pretending to be leather, just brown vinyl couch in there that was for some reason really sticky, and I don't know why that is, and that had to go, so I moved that out, and my brother and I, my brother came over, and we moved it out to my curb, and the trash people took it away. But it, it took a lot of physical effort and sweat and sometimes literal blood because I cut my hands a few times doing all this. Which, by the way, after the past couple of weeks working on this, I actually have muscle tone in my forearms that I've never had in my life before. This is actually kind of cool, and I need to find a way to maintain this because it's great. But I, I, I've been working really hard in that room just to get that room ready. Once I got everything out of it and got all the carpeting out of it, which, incidentally, I have lived in a world for the past couple of years where I have like 10,000 masks, and I haven't worn one at all while I've been ripping out old dusty carpeting. So that's, uh, that's a flaw in, in my thinking. Um, but I got everything out of there. And at that point, I just kind of knew there's years of dust and, and debris and who knows what in here. So I just scrubbed the whole place down with a mixture of Dawn dish, dish soap and warm water. Because I know that's safe for kittens. Because when a lot of people, when they adopt, or, or I guess bring in foster kittens or feral kittens, will give them a bath with Dawn dish soap to kind of get the fleas off of them. Because Dawn also kills fleas. Uh, and fleas, I live in terror of fleas. Because I had a dog at one point who had a bad flea problem and uh, almost killed the dog. Uh, which, uh, I, I may be slightly over-dramatizing that, but I don't think I am. This was when I was a, a teenager. This was not solely my dog. Dad and Dave were here, too. But the dog got very sick and, I think, anemic even from the fleas. Uh, and so we had to save that dog's life. But the fleas also ate me up at one point on just my left foot. I had over a hundred flea bites because they kind of landed in my room, you know, uh, and just ate me up. But uh, so I live in fear of fleas, but I, I know that people wash down 
foster animals and feral animals with Dawn soap, and I know that's safe for kittens, so I used that with warm water to just completely clean that room. And then I painted that room, and I'm uh, putting an area rug in that room, which I know is ill-advised because I've got two new kittens coming in who are going to pee and poop all over it, and that's fine. It is their rug. They can do with it what they want. I just thought it would be nice to be in there so they have something a little bit soft to uh, to walk on and to you know take naps on and things. Um, uh, that's the kind of cat dad I am. I thought, you know, it'd be nice if maybe their paws weren't so cold. So I, I'm putting an area rug in there. And I've got a rocking chair in there for me to sit in and to do my work in while, while they're getting used to the room and to recline in and maybe take little naps in with the guys if they cuddle up to me, uh, which they will eventually. I know that, but I know it's going to take a little while for them to love me, uh, but they will. Uh, so I'm, I'm getting that whole room ready, and I've worked very, very hard on that room. It's taken me a lot of literal blood, sweat, and tears to do. One of the things that I've done working on that room is I pinned up a picture of my boys in there, a picture that Kim took, because Kim has ton taken a ton of really sweet photos of these guys, and she keeps texting them to me, <laughs> and uh, I pinned one up in that room, and... There have been a couple of times where I've got a goal list for my given day working in that room and working on the rest of my house now that uh, I've, I've, I've just had a list of goals and there have been a couple of days where I've been in there working and thinking, boy, I'm getting tired. This might be enough for today. And I've looked up and I've seen that picture of my boys and I've kept working and I've exceeded my goal because... There's a lot. There's a lot of love in this bitter, jaded old heart, and uh, uh, it's going out to my boys right now. And so I got that room. That room is ready to go. I've just got to put the carpet down and move all their stuff in there, which is currently taking up a lot of retail elsewhere in my house. Uh, but they're <laughs> they're uh, they're gonna love that room, and they're gonna love uh, being in there, and they're gonna come to accept and love me. I hope. Uh, I actually still need to buy a baby gate to put on the outside of the door so I can enter it without them immediately springing out, but we'll get there. Um, we're we're very close. I just need to go to Target tomorrow. I am making notes in my head as I'm talking to you. Sorry, everybody. But I, I spent a ton of time getting that room ready. I also spent a ton of time uh, painting my hallway, which has needed it. And I've been going through the house and just doing little things that have needed to be done for a while, realizing that this is my last chance to do it for maybe 20 years. Because once these guys are in here, I, I don't have a lot of opportunities to paint the hallway again, you know? So that's been done. And I've got a couple things fixed that have needed fixing for a long time. And, and those things are done. And I've just been getting ready. And working hard and sweating and losing weight as I've been doing it, which is a small blessing because I put on a little bit with the pandemic after I lost so much. So it's kind of nice to kind of nice to be shrinking a little bit. Uh, not too much, but a little. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been working really hard for these guys. Uh, somebody that I know, a friend of mine said to me, you know, you're putting in more work for these cats than a lot of people put in when they have a baby. To which my answer is, okay, 
I, I, I've seen babies. There are a lot of babies that I really love. I think cats are cuter. No offense to anybody. So there's that. But also, if the natural order of the world takes place, we all know that if you have a baby, that baby's going to outlive you. That baby is going to become a person and outlive you. And it's it's on them to say goodbye. And they know that, and you know that, and, and that's just the natural order of things. But these little guys coming into my life, I'm there forever. And I need to take that as seriously as I can. And yeah, I'm working my ass off because it's forever for these little guys. And I want them to have the best forever that they can possibly have. And that's 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 been my motivating uh, uh, sort of mantra as this has been going on. And we're getting so close. We're getting so close. And like the one thing that breaks my heart a little bit when I think about it is that I know that when they come here, they're going to be with me forever. And and it's going to be so great. And they're going to be so loved. And they're going to know that they're loved. And I, I know that in their way, they're going to show me that they, that they get that. And they appreciate that. Uh, even though everybody thinks of cats as aloof, I know these little guys are going to know what they've got. And, and I know that they're going to appreciate it. I just, I just know that. Uh, but the one thing that kind of breaks my heart when I think about it is I know that they're going to have to say goodbye to Kim at one point, and I know that's going to a little bit break Kim's heart because I, I know how much she loves these little guys and how much she loves all of the animals that come into her home. She has two cats of her own, by the way, that she's a, a great cat mom to. But I, I know how much she loves these little guys, and I know that's that's going to be hard, and I know that they're going to miss the hell out of her for at least a little while. Um, and I know that's going to be hard. I know that's going to be a hard transition, and that there there is a big part of me that every time I see uh because I I watch Kim with her foster work and I also watch a number of other foster uh people on various forms of social media every time I see one of them say goodbye it's always heartrending and uh it's I I just I know how much it means to foster people to to have these little guys and girls in their life, and to I I know that they don't want to let them go, but they they but that goodbye is the goal. But I know that at the same time they don't want to let them go, and every time I see them let one go, I kind of wish, man, I wish that little kitty could stay with them forever because they've done such a great job of loving that little kitty. And uh, there is a big part of me that I I sort of wish these little guys could just be chems, like I if if. If I knew that me giving them up meant that they would be Kems and they would be loved by Kem that whole time, that'd be okay because she's been, done such a great job with them. But uh, they're coming to me, and she's left me with really big shoes to fill. That is intimidating, <laughs> but that uh, I also really look forward to living up to because uh, 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 I know those little guys are going to need me really hard at the beginning when they're let go of Kem. Um, but we're getting really close guys and girls those uh those two little boys are going to be in my house soon and they're going to be here forever uh one of the weird things about this is when i first thought i was uh when i first knew that i wanted to adopt a cat 
uh, and then eventually sort of moved on to knowing I want to adopt at least two cats. For some reason in my head, I, I thought they'd be girls. I don't know why. I don't know what that is, but I, I just thought they'd be girls. And then I saw these little guys and went, oh, those are my boys. And uh, that's it, man. Those are my boys, and they're going to be here so soon. And I'm so excited and so happy. I'm really looking forward to them. And uh, people in my social media feeds and people in my family are probably probably already tired of hearing about them, but get ready for 20 years of this, folks. Maybe not quite so long on the show because we're almost at the hour mark, mark already, and I've got one more thing that I want to talk about. But uh, there's going to be some really sweet little guys in my life soon, and I hope to get them to meow for you guys on mic someday soon but we'll we'll see what happens there first we got to get them comfortable then we got to get them out into the house and then we'll start their guitar lessons and then they can come on the podcast uh but uh i really am looking forward to these two little guys i cannot wait for them to be here and i cannot wait to post pictures of them on the blog they will not be there this week although you know what i did a couple of uh, drawings of the little guys that maybe I'll toss those on the blog, but, uh, uh, they're not going to be, they're not going to, I'm not putting out pictures and, and, and putting out their names until I've signed the adoption paperwork and, and paid the fee. And it's officially official. It's like 90% official, but anything could go wrong at any time still. Uh, but, uh, it won't, it, it won't. I know this is happening. I know this is right. I just know, and they're going to be here, and they're going to be so loved, and I know so many of you out there listening to this are going to love them too, and I look forward to, to hearing what you have to say about them over the years, uh, and that's, uh, that's what my week has been this past week, I've been getting ready for my boys to come home, it, it's, it's been exhausting, my back hurts, my sciatic nerve is always throbbing, which basically goes from the base of my spine down into my right knee, just hurts all the time right now. My hands are stiff and at times swollen from all the work I've been doing with my hands. My bad shoulder hurts, my good shoulder hurts, my neck hurts, my feet both hurt. I'm exhausted because I'm not sleeping enough, uh, because I'm working so hard, and then also just jittery with anticipation. Uh, I'm emotional in ways I didn't know I could be emotional. It's been brutal in that way. And again, I know, I know that the first time one of those little guys crawls into my lap and falls asleep, I would volunteer in a heartbeat to do it all again and do it all better. Um, it's been such a week. And it's going to be such a lifetime. And I'm looking forward to all of it. Even the litter box. Checkmates. You heard me. I'm looking forward to the first time I get to clean out their litter box. And that's where we are with the kitties. But I've got one more thing I want to talk to you about, and it's also been a big part of my week. So, uh, 
let's shift gears a little. Well, let's shift gears a lot as I talk to you about uh, a musician who uh, passed away this week that I have been pretty bummed out about, actually. talk to you a little bit about a musician who passed away this last week. His name was Mark Lanigan. It seems impossible that I have not talked about Mark Lanigan on this show in the past. In fact, in fact, I, I'm almost certain that I recently mentioned his album Field Songs, which is one of those albums that just made its imprint on my soul when I first heard it in circa 2003, something like that. Field Songs is my hands-down favorite Mark Lanigan record. Um, it was announced earlier this week that Mark had passed away. Um, I don't think we even have a cause of death on it yet. He, uh, he... Passed away in his home in uh, Killarney, Ireland. Uh, I think at the time they just said no cause of death has been released. Please respect his uh, family's, uh, you know, privacy, etc., etc. Lanigan, if you don't know who Mark Lanigan is, let me give you a little bit of background. He was in a band called The Screaming Trees, which was really a forerunner of the grunge movement. He sort of helped start grunge, even though he didn't mean to, because, look, grunge is just rock music. That's all it is. Uh, rock mixed with a little bit of punk, and for some reason we called it grunge as though it was a new thing. And it wasn't, it just wasn't hair metal, so we named it something else. Uh, he was actually a friend of Kurt Cobain's, uh, and and he he also knew uh, Courtney Love very well. Courtney Love uh, paid for a year of Lanigan's rehab when he needed it because Lanigan had an on-again, off-again uh, drug problem. Although as of, twenty, I think, 2020, 2021, something like that, he was drug-free for over a decade, which is great, uh, of course. But he, uh, he knew... Kirk Cobain, he knew Courtney Love, he had a very highly publicized feud with Liam Gallagher of Oasis that was no, known quite well among those who were fans of his. Um, I know that in March of 2021, he had uh, COVID-19 and nearly died from it. Uh, I believe it took away his uh, sense of hearing, I, I believe it took away his ability to walk, and I think he was even in a coma at one point, and uh, I, he... I, I don't know what to say about this. I know that he was on a side that I aggressively disagree, disagree with, that he, he had some conspiracy theories that he believed in related to uh, uh, 
COVID-19. But I know that he also turned that around because in 2021, I know that he talked about uh, uh, being previously... I, I think he referred to himself as a knucklehead who was wary of the COVID vaccine. But he said that... First of all, he called himself a knucklehead, but he, he said that he was one of the first in line to to get a booster when it was available in, in Ireland. He's inc- he, is, he is incidentally not from Ireland. He just lived there toward the end of his life. Um, Mar- Mark Lanigan, uh, an author as well, he put out a bunch of books, a couple of mem- memoirs. He, he did work with Queens of the Stone Age. You probably know Queens of the Stone Age. He was definitely on their albums Rated R and Songs for the Deaf and I think Lullabies to Paralyze. And I'll be honest with you, I kind of checked out on Queens of the Stone Age after Lullabies to Paralyze because I really only liked the Lanigan-involved content of that. Um, But we're not going to get into Queens of the Stone Age right now. But he, he worked with just about everybody that was worth working with with in rock and roll in the time that he had and he had a great solo career that I've been on board with for a very long time and that I've been listening to and enjoying and that has been just fundamental to my musical sensibility there are there have been if you go through my career as a musical artist and you listen to my albums and you hear songs that have just noise in the background of the music that's happening just feedbacky noises and ambient noises that are happening but there's music happening on top of them that's because I love Mark Lanigan and that's because I fell in love with Mark Lanigan's Field Songs record because he had a constant habit of just constructing soundscapes that had ambient noise behind them that was only semi-related to what was going on in the melody of the song. And I fell in love with that because of Mark, and I've structured a lot of what I do just kind of trying to be Mark Lanigan. He uh, made a lot of music that meant a lot to me, that oftentimes I would listen to on the first listen and I wouldn't be in the mood for it and I'd think, ugh, this isn't as good as the last thing he put out. And then I'd put it on again two weeks later and go, what the fuck was I thinking? This is exactly as good as the last thing that he put out. This is great. This might even be better than the last thing he put out. And uh, I, I just had that experience a lot. And Mark Lanigan just kept making music that inspired me and that made me want to be a better musician and a better songwriter. And it was all gloomy as fuck. And that is exactly what I do as a writer, if you've listened to any of my albums. Uh, Mark Lanigan did it far better than I ever possibly could. And now he's gone. A guy who was a huge, huge, capitalize every letter in the word, huge influence on me. 
is just gone in a heartbeat. Because that is how life works. It doesn't matter what your plans are if it's your time to go. I learned that at a very young age, and it keeps proving itself true. And this week, it proved itself true with Mark Lanigan, whose work I desperately love, whose work keeps speaking to my heart and to my soul and to everything that I am. And this whole week, since I heard that he was gone, I've just been listening to Mark's solo discography, largely just on shuffle, and remembering where I was when I heard those songs, and remembering what I felt the first time I heard those songs. And this whole past week has been filled with a lot of love in my heart for the little kittens that are about to be in my life. And the soundtrack to that has been Mark Lanigan's music. So it's been a whole lot of love that has been undercut by a whole lot of gloom. <laughs> and to be honest with you, love undercut by gloom might be the best definition of Derek Brink that you're ever gonna get. And Mark Lanigan makes up a big chunk of that. If you've talked to me about music in the last 10 to 20 years, and I haven't mentioned Mark Lanigan, then that is just shame on me. Just an absolute oversight. I can't believe I haven't mentioned Mark Lanigan to you. I've definitely mentioned Jason Isbell to you in the past couple of years. Mark Lanigan right next to him with a bullet. Folks, Mark Lanigan means that much to me. And, uh... I think, uh, in just a few words, maybe I said it best in my Facebook status about him, that, man, this one hurts. This one hurts. And a friend of mine called Nancy replied to that and said, this one hurts, and she was right, too. This one hurts. Because he was so fucking good at what he did. And his songs meant so fucking much to me. I am heartbroken to say goodbye to Mark Lanigan. Not in the same way that I have been heartbroken to say to to say goodbye to, to, to people in my day-to-day -day life or anything like that, but on a level of, I just always thought he would be there. Mark Lanigan is on that list, man. He wrote such fucking great music, and his lyrics, my 
God, his lyrics. People talk about Bob Dylan's lyrics. I talk about Bob Dylan's lyrics. I talk about Lou Reed's lyrics. I talk about Paul McCartney's lyrics. Fuck that. We need to have a fucking conversation about Mark Lanigan's lyrics. That guy spoke to the soul of your darkest moments in a way that made you feel warm and comfortable and hugged by the end of it because someone else fucking got it, man. And his name was Mark Lanigan. And we lost him this week, and that's not fair. It's fucking bullshit that we lost Mark Lanigan this week. But really, was it ever going to be any other way? It's almost a miracle that we had him this long, given his drug history and given just the fact that he was a 90s musician, late 80s and early 90s musician, who came to fame in that time, and and just the fact that he was still going in 2022. That's almost a miracle in and of itself. Because so many of the guys that came to fame during my era of music are just gone. I mean, Kurt Cobain, Chris Cornell, Lane Staley, the list goes on. Dolores O'Riordan. Mark Lanigan. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to a guy like me to put his name on that fucking list. And there it is. Jesus F-wording Christ, Mark Lanigan. Thank you so much for the insanely prolific career. Folks, go to his Wikipedia, look at his discography, and click on the link that shows his full discography. It will blow your mind. I haven't heard half of it. But the stuff I've heard cuts right into my soul, man. Mark Lanigan, thank you so fucking much. Thank you so fucking much. I am angry that I will not hear another album. Rest in peace, Mark. The day you went, God saw our shadows. Checkmates, thank you for enduring that as you often, too fucking often, do. We'll uh, wrap up here in a couple of minutes, and we'll we'll uh, kind of look forward to the next time that we're together, okay? Thanks.
Well, checkmates, that just about does it. I'm realizing here in the outro that I didn't even talk to you about getting an interior door hung in the entryway to my basement, which is a big thing that had to happen in order to get my kitty cats here. Uh, my boys, my sweet boys, they're such sweet boys, I can't wait for you to learn more about them. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I live in a house with a basement, and that basement has been kind of a catch-all in the past couple of years, especially the laundry room, which is full of garbage and nonsense in a big pile. Exactly the kind of pile that if a cat were running around in it, they might get into, into that pile and get a little lost in that pile and not know how to get out of it, and I'd have to figure out how to get them out of it. So I didn't want that to happen. I didn't want one of my boys to wander down into my basement and get lost and get stuck somewhere. That just seemed, that just seemed bad for obvious reasons. So... I started thinking about that, and I started thinking, well, there's a door frame there, and a door needs to be hung, basically, to keep the guys out of the basement. So that's been a whole ordeal with uh, at least two handymen that turned out to be completely unreliable, and, like, I'm so mad at them both, I'm, a, I'm a, like, borderline telling you their name and the reasons that I hate them. But, like, one of them was very much in line to do the job right up until he absolutely ghosted me and just completely bailed on the proj project. And, uh, big surprise, the guy's a former minister, underlined the word former because this is how he treats people. Uh, but, uh, anyway, that's all scenery, and that's all in the background now. It's been a very long, difficult process to get a door hung on my basement door frame. Fortunately, I have a very generous, very kind, very sweet neighbor named Tony, who lives right across the street from me, who's been a very good friend of mine for a long time. Uh, I grew up, because, again, I live in the house where I grew up, I grew up playing with his daughter, and now Tony's my friend, and his daughter has moved elsewhere. But uh, <laughs> uh, Tony, I talked to him about the project and said, hey, I've got this door that I want to hang, and my handyman has bailed on me, and I'm thinking about just doing it myself. And I just called him to pick his brain on how to do it. And he said, well, I'll come over and help you with that. Because he's a great guy. So Tony came over and helped me with that. And he kind of showed me what to do and then handed me the tools and said, here, you know, this is what you do. Give it a try. And I did my part of it. And he did, essentially, we both did half. And we got it up on the on the frame. And it closes. And it locks. And I with my own two hands, helped hang a door in my house. That is something that I have been wanting to do for 15 years, probably. I've wanted a door on that basement, 10 at least. I've wanted a door on that basement. Like, not having a door on that basement has kept me from getting a pet for probably a decade. And now there's one there. 
because these two little guys are about to come into my life, and I loved them so much that I got angry enough to learn how to hang a door and how to route the hinges for a door. That's what love will do to you, guys and girls. Uh, men and women probably is a more respectful way to re to refer to you. Although there's uh, some of you don't fit into either of that categories, uh, either of those categories. Grammar. Uh, I I think on uh, uh, Penn Gillette's podcast, Penn Sunday School, he's been referring to his listeners as brothers, sisters, and siblings, and uh, maybe maybe that's the best way I should be referring to all of you. Uh, no offense to anybody if I got that wrong, because I know the end tagline of my show, and I, I don't want to be a hypocrite to that. And also, I just don't want to do anybody wrong. But uh, all of you out there, my my little guys are about to come in my life. And in the past week, I've done a ton of work, and that has included learning how to hang a door, and how to how to route out hinges for a door, and how to aug out the hole for the uh, the latch for the doorknob and that's uh that's what love is when you know in your heart that you love somebody or something you learn how to do shit that you would not have imagined you would have learned before so that's where we are we're getting ready to see that love come to full fruition. There is one more thing that needs saying, because I'm a human being, and so are you. Um, before we get out of here, uh, I, I, I've spent a lot of this talking about stuff that's important to me, and um, we all know what's happening in the headlines right now with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Um, I've been political on this show in the, in the past to the support of others and also to the chagrin of others, and, uh, I, uh, I don't know what to say about this. I don't have anything new to say that you haven't heard before. My heart goes out to the people of Ukraine. I, uh, I'm on their side. If it comes down to it, let's let's just put that out there. I, I I support the people of Ukraine. Um, I'm not willing to vilify all of the people of Russia, as is the patriotic want of the United States, going back to the 1980s at least. In fact, farther than that. But uh, I uh, I in my lifetime I've met people from Russia and have friends who came here to the United States to learn what they could learn and then went back to Russia to teach it to others, and those are good people. I'm not going to vilify an entire country. I will say that I am in stern disagreement with its leadership. I uh, have said that about my own country many times, so I think that's that's a thing I'm willing to say. Uh, I do support the people of Ukraine. Uh, my heart goes out to them and aches for them, and... Um, but at the same time, I fucking hate war. I fucking hate war. I hate the concept of war. Because every war ends the same way. 
two arrogant pricks from opposite sides. No offense to the to the uh, president of Ukraine who got invaded. This was not his fault. But every war ends with two arrogant pricks in a boardroom talking and deciding when there have been enough people who have died to end the war. You know what? I'm an old bleeding heart lefty, and enough people have fucking died. Even when it's justified, even when... And I think you should... If someone invades your home, you absolutely should fight back. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. But even when it's justified, fuck the war. And fuck the fact that it's gonna fuck up all of our lives. Because one guy... I, I'm trying very hard not to get aggressively gendered here. Uh, one guy has things to fucking compensate for, and he is waving around what he doesn't have. Let's just put it out there. One guy's doing that, and it's going to lead to the next generation of this country having to fight a war. The next generation after me. And younger, probably. Having to fight a war. In a country that they probably couldn't have pointed to on a map a week ago. That's... Just insane. They say that people who don't learn from history are destined to repeat it, but sometimes people who learn from history decide to copy it anyway. That's that's kind of where we are as a society, and that's depressing. And uh, I want to address it, and I want to just say what I've said about it. Fuck the war. Fuck the war. Fuck any war that happens. But also my complete support to the people of Ukraine, because they didn't ask for it. And they don't deserve it. Uh, but I want to say that. And I wanted to say that, for the most part, I'm not going to be talking about that on this show unless it starts getting really upsettingly close to home and personal and, and whatnot. I, I mean, I, I guess I probably shouldn't promise that I'm not going to talk about it, but it's not my intent to talk about it that much as we go forward. This is essentially a pop culture podcast where I talk to you about stuff that I like and, and that I've spent my money on throughout a given week uh, or so, whatever. Uh, and that's... For the most part, what I plan on doing, and that's for the most part what we're going to do, but because my heart aches for other humans, I just had to say all that. And now that that's said, there's a bunch of business about the show that I should have done up top that I'm going to do now. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, there's a companion blog over at emptychecking.blogspot.com, and uh, you can go there. That's kind of the home base of the show and you can check out all the stuff that I post there. There's usually pictures and stuff. There's not going to be a ton on this episode because it was a little a little bit different, but there will be some pictures. There will be a little bit there. There's usually more. There's, there's usually pictures, and I'll write up some stuff there that I didn't say in the show and so on and so forth. Emptychecking.blogspot.com is the home for all that. The show itself is hosted at emptychecking.podbean.com. Uh, that's maybe the most innocuous place to check out the show. 
Uh, we're on every podcast app of your choice, including Spotify for the time being, because I can't figure out how to get off Spotify. Fuck Spotify. Hey, Spotify, fuck you. Take me off your platform. How about that? Does that work? Probably not. I'm not on their radar, but Spotify sucks. But we're on Spotify, and you might be listening to me there. I appreciate that you're listening. Find a better app, please. Uh, but we're on most of your apps of choice, and uh, uh, even Spotify, which is terrible. But we're there. If you want to know more about me, go over to DerekBrink.com. There's stuff to click on there that's mostly about my music career. And speaking of my music career, all of the music that you hear in the show is stuff that I wrote, and it is available at DerekBrink.Bandcamp.com for absolutely free. All you do is enter zero as your purchase price, and you can take it. I don't collect your email address. I won't even know that you took it. I would just love it if you loved it. So that's all the business, and that leaves me at the end of the show to, first of all, say thank you to all of you for listening to me yell at you about cats for an hour, (laughs) and also a little bit fawn over my friend Kim, who's done such a great job with my boys up to this point. She's the best. Um... Thanks for for putting up with this episode, (laughs) I guess is what I'm saying to you. Uh, But uh, uh, sincerely, thank you so much. And I hope that every now and again, when an episode takes this format, you understand, we'll be back to talking about pop culture nonsense next week. But this, this past week has been entirely cats and entirely work on the house in my life. So that's... That's what the uh, the old checking account has been getting emptied out with during this week in the life of the show Empty Checking, you understand. Uh, so that, that, that just felt like what I needed to talk about this here week. So thank you for putting up with that. I really, really do appreciate it. Other than that, we're transitioning here to the end of the show where I say that uh, please remember to take this pandemic that we are still in seriously I see a lot of people posting things that are talking about this being a normal summer, and no, it fucking shouldn't be. We're still dealing with a pandemic, so please take the pandemic seriously. Please be very, very careful. Get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get boosted. I still need to schedule my booster shot. Actually, I've been waiting a little bit until some of the after effects of having COVID wore off. Which, uh, we're there now, but I'm about to bring the cats into my life, and I'm gonna get them comfortable and then get my booster, basically, is where I am. But, uh, get vaccinated, get boosted, take it seriously, wear a mask, uh, social distance as much as you feasibly can, um, and all of that stuff. Beyond that, please remember that black lives matter. Please remember that trans rights are human rights, that women's rights are human rights, and I shouldn't have to tell you any of that. And be good to each other, be good to yourself, forgive each other, and forgive yourself. And while you're doing all that, check us out next time. I love my cats!